Welcome to the Big Black Clock Podcast. Let's see what Kevin, Carl, and Dimitri have for us this week. All right, welcome back to the Big Black Clock. We have made it to episode 76, and it's uh, it's going to be a crowded episode again because uh, we have an unwanted despite our best efforts, despite Mother Nature's best efforts, Carl's still back. <laughs> I survived. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, have a 74 episode uh, streak, so you need to beat that, guys. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. You can say that proudly. Yeah. Can I can I ask you a question? Because we did explain in the last episode, you had to like take the test the day before you flew back. Yeah, and you were stuck stranded there for a week. How how, how nervous were you taking that test though? Like, I really I really wanted to know how nervous you were. The second one to come back. Yeah, the yeah. second one. When you were alone there on Saturday, and you're like, I I need to pass this I fucking test. <laughs> yeah, if there's the any test I need to pass, it's uh, this one. Uh, I wasn't too nervous because the day prior I tested uh, like with a at home test, and it came negative, right? So enter like the yeah, clinic. Well, you make your own tests. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you mix bleach and uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I wasn't too uh, too scared, but. Uh, if I wasn't to pass that test, it was like a couple hundred bucks more just for waiting for the next opportunity to take it for the 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 plane. The thing is, the plane were leaving on Wednesdays and Sundays where I were back to Canada. So every flight I was missing was like half a week of like food and renting an apartment. <laughs> so for me, it was more like a monetary uh, reason I wanted to come back as soon as possible. <laughs> Well, your loss was our gain. We had a great week while you were gone. It was weather was amazing. Yeah, it was warm. You know, we cured cancer. B- birds were chirping. <laughs> it was beautiful. Everybody was biking outside. All the terraces opened. Yeah. We had to close them because it <laughs> exactly. got cold as soon as you came back. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think the funniest part is uh, like my girlfriend was able to test negative on the first, uh, like on yeah. the way back. So she was back in the country. I wasn't. And also when I talked with the embassy, they're like, oh, uh, yeah, you're like between two two laws right now. Like uh, in a week, you won't need to do that anymore. I was like, oh. So it's like either you test yeah. every day or you wait for a week. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, you yeah, know, exactly. I, I was able to ca- come back, um, let's say, uh, f- uh, after seven days, six days, six days. I hope you enjoyed right. your extra few days of just uh, sitting in your COVID. hotel and do nothing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, you, you know enjoy what? your sickness. Yeah, you know what? I didn't have really uh, much symptoms. And like I tested negative on Friday and my plane was on Sunday. So I was able to go out on Friday and Saturday. Okay. <clears throat> oh, that's good. It wasn't all last. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I, good. I went to a swatch well, store and uh, nothing was yeah. there. <laughs> nothing was there, was it? <laughs> Oh, so yeah, that being in mind, yeah. I think that's what we're gonna we want to talk about. Let's talk about that uh, that uh, release that broke the internet, and then uh, let's talk about watches and wonders. So, without let's before we jump into that, let's do a quick r- quick wrist check. Ooh, yeah. sorry, Dimitri, why don't you start us off there? What are you What are you wearing today? I'm wearing my uh, I'm wearing my Laco Ulm Flieger. I actually put it for sale of, uh, last week. Okay. Um, I put it for sale because you're I, not wearing it. I, yeah, that's it. I, I really like the way it looks, but I just found that I wore it like ten times. I think since I purchased, it's just I never get to wear it. Like I, I'm either obsessed with my Speedmaster or my SPB, but I've also like I've also like purchased you know a, a watch from a watch company in Montreal. Right, they were supposed to be getting in the right. summer, and at the same time, I'm, yeah, pr- I'm planning to uh, buy another watch. It'll be a surprise. Um, nothing uh, crazy, but. Uh, <laughs> Like I'm planning to watch? buy a few watches, uh, so the Moon's watch maybe as well. Uh, but now that like 
the hype is a bit over. Anyways, we'll talk about it quickly after. But that's kind of the plan, right? I'm, I I feel like I just need to get rid of something that I don't wear, and it's just sitting in the. And it's not. Exactly I'm all about the watch. flipping. Yeah, and it's not exactly a watch that de- uh, appreciates in value. So there's no point of just keeping it, right? It doesn't. There's no value in keeping it in 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 that form in the, in the watch. Yeah, if you're not wearing it, you know, you flip it and get something else. Try something exactly. new. It's all good. Exactly. So that's Carl. That. What are you wearing this week? Uh, I'm oh, wearing- sorry, Dimitri. Yeah. Okay. He's drinking milk. <laughs> Go ahead, Carl. Uh, drinking tea, by the way, for listeners. I'm not an alcoholic. Well, I, I am an alcoholic, but right now I'm not drinking. What's alcohol. in your tea? <laughs> what kind of tea? J- Gin is tea, right? Jameson. <laughs> exactly. Gin is tea, right? I put some green leaves in there and then a bunch of Jameson. It's Jameson on the on the rocks, on the leaves. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn. Uh, this week I'm wearing my uh, Bell and Ross BR05, the limited edition Hurulum. Um and I didn't. I, I didn't. I only watch I brought with me when I was in Spain was my CWCG10. Uh, so I had to wear that for like two and a half weeks. <laughs> and when I came back, the first thing I did was like, look, go back into my watch box. It's like, oh yes, something that's a bit more quality than the two hundred dollar watch I went to war. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but coming back to my Bell and Russ and uh, now wearing it for a full week nonstop, I uh, still really love it. But now I can find two things about it that I didn't really think of it or saw it prior. What the first thing is it's like super matte. So yep. everything that's like kind of like dusty or if you have like a little bit of greasy fingers, those things the watch marks really easily and it's hard to clean. Oh no. What a <laughs> right? so being a filthy animal it's no exactly, good. right? So like what yeah. in other watch you can just like uh I don't know, take your shirt and like rub it off. Like with the that bell rust, you need to like put something that's like you need to humid take a on shower, it. <laughs> yeah, you take a shower exactly. with it. You can and the be other thing too, disgusting, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing too is um, the kind of like the loom finish on the second end is not right. loom, it's paint. So everything's loom, all the indices, the hour end, the minute, but not the second end. Uh-huh. But it's the same color as but everything you need, else. So you it, need to... S- do you need to see the seconds handle with loom? But the whole idea is loom w- a thing for you? I don't know. Yeah, but the whole idea with that watch is like it's full loom. <laughs> right? They put loom on everything. But beside that thing, okay. and, and and if they were not to put no, no loom on it, why paint it the same color then? As it oh, as it yeah. like has loom on it. If you look at pictures, it's the same color as like the other hands, right? But it doesn't you know, there's glow in, in the dark. That inconsistency, I would I would email them. Just ask. Say, I'm curious. What was the thought behind this? <laughs> Maybe you do that and let us know what they say. Is, is you okay. have to email Mr. Bell or Mr. Ross. One of those two. Exactly. Get their Gmail. I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm going to send them one email. I'm going to receive a cease and desist. Don't talk to us anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have your money. Fuck off. <laughs> but so, yeah. So tell us what the, what happens with that and see. I want to see how much that bugs you. I hope it doesn't bug you too much. No, it, it's not too bad because it's really only like at night that you really see it that that you don't see it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but for a watch that like the whole even the, the name is pretty much based on like it, there's loom on it. I yep. find it kind of like a little bit uh, cheap that the section of the watch it's painted the same color as the loom is not loom. Right. And so there's no there's no loom on the second hand. Yeah, no, it's no, like, it's not loom. It's paint. Yeah, all uh, the indices, the R ends is loom, but not the second end. But the second end is like there's a section of it that's green, like all the other loom. Okay. But isn't it isn't that what it means by horlum? Like the hour is loomed, not the second. That's why it's horlum. 
don't is it know. I don't even know what that word is. Horo means hour? I don't it know. It kind of sounds like hour. an hour. Hour. Yeah, but horolum. You know what? If I'm right just by that guess, then. Is it like in Latin or something? <laughs> have... Let's go. Let's check it. I'm checking right now. Horolum, yeah. It's not their first horolum that they released, right? They've released uh, first of all, what if it's in the past. Offensive. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, nice. Use your mom in Latin. <laughs> I, I translated it in English. It translates as horolum. And then, and then I'm like, okay, thanks. And then I translated it into Russian. Also translates as horolum. That's nice. Okay. So it's like ketchup. All right. Oh, in French also, it's horolum. Yeah. So it's ketchup. It's basically like <laughs> okay. ketchup. It's ketchup, ketchup, so, ketchup. So it's a condiment? Let's <laughs> move it on. Move it on. I am wearing this week my uh, Oris Diver 65, but I modded it. Oh, no. What I did was I made it better. Uh, well, that's what you think. <laughs> no. It, exactly. But you guys remember, so I I always liked the Bico. So the Bico was the blue, but it had like a bronze bezel insert. So what I did was I took my Sunset and I liked it because it had a black bezel. And I ordered the blue dial from Oris and I swapped it out. So now it's like a- you Swap it yourself? A bronze. No, no. I took it to- To, um, to the shoe shiner. To my- um, <laughs> Watch my- <laughs> To my watch- um, to, to my, uh, my 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 watch guy, my watch specialist, and uh, I swapped it out, and I cleaned up the bronze, and it looks killer right now. Uh, great, uh, it's satisfying my uh, definitely my two tone, which we'll get into in a minute. So let's jump right in. We did the Omega releases last week, and we skipped out on on all the hype, and there was this new Omega Moon swatch that came out, and uh, I guess like let's talk about it really quick. I want to see what you guys thought about it. Uh, maybe we can just give a little bit of like the 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 chronology of it and kind of go through it. The first thing, the advanced notice, I think we heard about it on the Wednesday or Thursday before the big hype and the release on Saturday. So I have to say the one thing I'm super impressed with this release, which I don't think I've ever seen, especially in the world of watches, how the hell did they keep this under wraps <laughs> so close to the date? Only three days before that they did this leak, I am shocked that it, they were able to get, get it, uh, keep it under wraps so long um what do you guys think about that like did you did you guys were you guys surprised when you guys saw the 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 the, the leaks when officially uh well the surprise no but like who who is actively looking for like swatch leaks i'm guessing not as many people are that are looking for rolex for example right so maybe that's why they were able to keep it under wrap a bit longer <clears throat> but I don't think it was the people. Think of the people in marketing, the people who work at Swatch, the people who are collaborating on the designs, the people who are making the cases, the people who are printing the dials. Right. How the hell did none of this leak? Apple can't, like, you know, and this this, this was a big deal. It's fair. Anyway, I was very impressed with that. Yeah, it's fair. I was impressed. I, I agree. It was uh, surprising because it's a huge company, right? So it's it's they're bound to have some leaks or something, but uh, there was absolutely zero, right? It would, you only had the uh, Omega X Swatch kind of announcement and nothing else. There was nothing... Exactly. I mean... Exactly. No one knew what it was going to look like. Yeah. So... Uh, I was shocked. I think it's an interesting idea. And actually, a lot of people... Because I own a Speedmaster, and a lot of people ask me, actually, uh, like, as a as a Speedmaster owner, what do you think about this? And... Right. Um, I think it's cool because... I mean, obviously, some people are... You know, it's splitting people into two different... Uh, on, on two different sides. Because some of them obviously think that, oh, you know... Uh, it makes my Speedmaster now kind of feel cheaper because there's like you, you can get a, a moon version of that swatch, right? And it kind of almost looks exactly like a Speedmaster. It's the same dimensions. Right. You get a nicer bracelet than the Velcro and it will put it on a NATO and it looks like you're wearing a Speedmaster, right? And for yeah. for uh, for ten percent of the price, not even ten percent. Sorry. Yeah. For for what the price? Yeah. For ten percent, maybe not even five percent of the price. Right. Five percent of the price. So, yeah. uh, but at the same time, I kind of feel like. 
that opens up a gate to younger people who, let's say, don't necessarily have the money yet to purchase themselves the proper Speedmaster or proper, let's say, expensive watch. And it kind of gives an opportunity to wear something and understand, you know, if they like it. Because, you know, you might... Like, a Speedmaster is not a watch that, let's say, is easily replaceable. For a lot of people, that is considered to be a grail watch, right? So if you kind of like that watch, like the design, in terms of the chronographs, the shape and all, it's not really a watch that easily is replaced. So if you like that shape and you buy yourself a watch you want like to wear it, at some point you just want to upgrade maybe, right? So that's kind of how right. I see about this. But at the same time, if they do it too much, and they already are doing a lot of uh, special editions and all kinds of collaborations, right? They will eventually devalue the price or devalue the watch itself. So unless they do it, unless they stop after this and don't do more, like I hope they don't start making like Seamaster swatch and so on, right? <laughs> yeah, all, exactly, all exactly. Them, all of them. <laughs> yeah, more. Yeah. So, the, all, yeah. but it was it was so where I think they succeeded in hiding the release uh, announcement or the leakage. I think they mishandled the day of the release. It was only put into certain score, stores. They had to scale back, and it went on sale on sale in the swatch boutiques, and things got out of hand very quickly. So much so that. You know, Q started days in advance and Swatch had to release a message to lower the purchasing from two watches to now one. And then it became a real mess in the watch community where you saw the scalpers versus the enthusiasts. And I'm glad that I heard all the enthusiasts speak up and saying, fuck them, don't, don't pay a penny over retail. Don't be impatient. These will come out online. They're going to be in store. Swatch kept reassuring everyone. So I think they kind of botched the release day uh, in general. Um, but continuing on the thoughts of the watches, what do you think, Carl? I think I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. I think it's really good for like our industry as watch enthusiasts. That brings more people yep. in. Uh, but I need to see it in person because all the pictures I see about it, for me, it's a, it's a Happy Meal toy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? And I'm and probably going to buy fair. one. Like They're nice. For sure, yep. I'm going to buy one, yep. right? And maybe even buy one for my girlfriend. Why not? Uh, but... Yep. Beside that, for me, it's really just um, like Swatch for me where there were toy watches and they just got like that sweet, sweet deal with like a big brand to do a toy that looked like a real thing. Right. Um, so go for it. Yeah, I'm all for it. Uh, do I find it really nice? Maybe not. I like the novelty out of it, I think. The, the, one, the one thing I heard about the quality of the watch and you, I agree, like in pictures, it kind of looks a little bit on the cheaper side, but I've heard that when you actually like see it in person and hold it, it uh, it's nice. It's obviously super light, maybe because that will take away because I think it weighs like twenty nine grams. The whole watch with the Velcro, it weighs that much, right? So it's it's nothing. It's it's it, it does feel like a, a cereal box watch. But would you not? Because for that price, you can get yourself the Lunar Pilot. You can so uh, a little bit. I, would get a lunar pilot I think Lunar Pilot's a little bit more. Exp I think it's a little bit more expensive than three hundred Canadian dollars. Well, this one is like three fifty um, Canadian plus tax. So, yeah, it's going to be still expensive. Is it three fifty? Okay, I, I thought it was. It was two fifty. So two fifty uh, Swiss francs, right? So it has to be. I think it's like yeah. It has to be. Yeah, but it depends on the, the what what is trading at. Yeah, so you know, I agree, but. Let's be honest here. They go, oh, it's in bioceramic, but come on, it's plastic. I mean, it's staining people's wrists. Well, some of the, the details one, on right? it are, are only the blue one is staining. only the blue yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's but the picture that's enough of the uh, of Uranus. But that's enough of a 
Yeah, but it's enough of a problem, you know. <laughs> Only the blue one is stating risks, you know. Okay, but you know, well done on some of the details. I saw the dot over seventy, uh, the plastic on the crystal has the little S, the steep registers, the little um, battery pocket in the back, you know, the very nice touches, very cool for the price. I mean, it's two hundred and fifty bucks, and I think that remember Swatch stands for a lot. The rumor is means second watch, Swatch, right? It's your second watch. It's grab and go fun. I like the colors, like. I'll, I'll buy one, maybe two of them. Like you said, why not? They're fun. They're easy. I think they're, they're that's what they should be, fun. And they shouldn't be taken too seriously. And I think that from a business sense where people like Dimitri, what you were just talking about, is that people will say, well, I I have a Speedmaster too. It's written right here on the dial. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> they right. say that. So I, I leave it at that. So I go, enjoy your, your swatch, your, your moon swatch. Uh, I'm good with my uh, broad arrow <laughs> it's or like someone, 57. It, it's like someone saying, I also have a Ford Mustang, but it's an Out Wheels. It's a Ford. When you have the, <laughs> when you have the real car. <laughs> exactly. There's this awesome meme so, uh, uh, from the movie James Bond, Casino Royale, right? When they're on the train and she goes, yeah, yeah. is that a Rolex? He goes, no, moon swatch. Uh, but my last thing which i also think is going to be incredible i think that let's be honest here if this been released during watches and wonders to rishmo swatch would have been like fuck you (laughs) they would have people would have got crazy but i think they had enough class to ever get to release it a week before like yeah but uh yeah i mean there's been honestly anyways we'll talk about it in a sec but there's been so many i think good releases so far interesting good releases but the hype here was insane about this. Oh for yeah! A fucking oh my swatch? god! Yeah, nah, but they, they really they didn't it's even crazy. do a lot of marketing, right? They it, it somehow just no. created so much hype. But I mean, I guess do you know of any other collaboration in the past Collapse? that created a not this good, but which which basically took a Grail watch and created like a three hundred dollar yep. version of it, right? Like imagine that there was a you know the worst part for three hundred bucks. <laughs> I agree with you. This will never devalue the moon watch though I hope because so, people yeah. know what the fuck they're talking about no no yeah, no for sure. for sure it's too ch- it's too cheap to be a value proposition sure but as an aesthetic it's a toy that's all and last uh, last Let's, question yes if you were to buy one of the the 10 that were released which one would you pick right now it'd be the Jupiter and then the Mercury Carl Uranus and <laughs> cock. <laughs> oh no, I've Ur- Uranus, myself. my anus, everyone's anus. <laughs> everyone's uh, I, anus. I, is it the one that's the, the moon one that's like kind of gray that looks like a, a real one? Uh, yeah. yeah. This one and the uh, red one being the um, Mars. Pluto. Is it Mars? Oh. Is it red, 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 red? The bright red one and white with the Alaska Project one there? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's it. the Mars one. Yeah. Mars yeah. Mission. So yeah. the moon and, and Mars it will be my. First and second. I um, uh, if I was able to get it uh, during that hype day, I would have gotten myself Mars because that to me seems like the most relevant, let's say, planet today. But honestly, look wise, and just because I already have a speedy, I'll probably go for Pluto. I actually really like the red, the red subdials. Yeah, the Pluto's nice, even though that it's not a real red planet. In the... But uh... they ran out. So let's jump to watches and wonders. It's all the buzz. Guys, just remember, we picked some watches that we're going to talk about today, and they continue to publish more watches. So some of them we're definitely not going to cover, but we're going to go to some of, obviously, the big ones, what was anticipated, Rolex and Tudor. Um, So let's get started right away. Let's jump right into the Air King. Uh, I can go first on this one if you guys want, and we're going to go around. Yeah. Air King caught us by surprise. We were thinking about what the Air King was going to happen to, what's going to happen to the Air King. I th- I think that this Air King 
caught me by surprise. I was expecting it to kind of go away from that dial. And I'm so happy that they didn't because I really, really love the dial. And I'm going to actually say, I think that the changes that they did on this Air King as a group are improvements for this watch. And I'll explain why. And it's not a, a, an insult to the one that you have, Carl. But it is. When we did it the, is. <laughs> no, it's not. Don't think it this way. But but listen to, to, to my point. When we did the, the, the comparison against the Explorer, and we were saying, the, when this Air King came out, people were unsure. When you see the reviews, people go, I don't know what the identity of this watch is. They took the Oyster Perpetual case, which always had this like 369 dial, and it kind of looked like an Oyster Perpetual with a pilot's feel to it. But then they went full sports with this beautiful SSC bloodhound dial but they kept it in that oyster perpetual case that nilgos case which is more dressy so instead what they did they go okay we could revert back the air king and go put it a black dial with 369 or blue dial and bring it back to what the air king used to be which was what a lot of the speculation was to look at the old air kings but instead they go no 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 we're gonna go in on this black dial and we're gonna make it even sportier so what they did was they went away from the oyster perpetual case they put it in a Submariner case or a GMT Master 2 case, polished sides, flat, the sharp side, just like the Submariner. They put the polished bezel on top. The only other watch that has that in Rolex with the fixed bezel in that case is the Explorer 2, and it's not even a polished bezel. It's brushed. They put the crown guards to give it an even sportier look. They gave it an upgraded movement, and the clasp now has a foldable clasp. So they went, look, if this is going to be a professional watch, a pilot's watch, we're going to make it look and fit into our professional line, our GMT Master 2, our Submariner, and not put it in the dress one. So I really think they anchored into that, what that black dial should look like with it. And I really like it because I'm a sucker as well for that Submariner case. So I think well done, Rolex. I'm very surprised they kept with that. I thought they were going to go totally another route. It's totally going to go another route. So I think that's well done. Who wants to go next? Um, I'll go. Uh, we'll save the best for last. Uh, yeah, Carl's gonna be shit. No, mine's this the best. Is terrible. Case closed. Uh, okay, mine's the best. This is ugly. They're the best. Move. This is shit. They didn't think of yeah. it. Podcast over. Podcast <laughs> um, over. So I, 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 I totally agree with you. I like the fact that they made it. Uh, they put it in the Submariner case almost, right? Uh, with the sharper edges and the crown guard. I wasn't sure about the crown guard at first because I'm like, I mean, I'm used to have a crown guard. I'm used to seeing a crown guard on the Rolex that has a bezel, right? This right. one doesn't have a bezel, so to me it looks like something. Well, it's a bezel, but not a functional right. one, right? It's a shiny fixed right, right. bezel. Yeah, yeah. But it's also like a downplayed bezel, right? Uh, so that's what I mean. Like yeah. it doesn't have that because usually you have a huge protruding bezel over the the crown guard. So I think it's cool. a functional. I like one. the idea yeah. that it became more of a tool watch, right, than than it was before. Uh, the, the, in terms of the dial, right, the only change I notice is that they put a zero in front of the first five. Just yeah, to hide, exactly. just to they hide the fact that it's just balance highest, it out. Balance it out. Oh, they, they balanced everything out yeah. immediately. Just like an IPA now. Um, you. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. I do love the brushed portion <laughs> of it. Again, like I love the fact that they made it more tooly, and it's a beautiful watch. I really, really love it. I also really like the previous generation, uh, but this one I think is is an, is an amazing, let's say, modification or uh, update. And also the new. And movement, I'm happy right? they the continued. New- with the yeah, I'm happy they continued with that iteration. I'm glad they didn't say, okay, we're going back to that old 34 millimeter style with the 369. I don't remember the reference. You know it, Carl, because you're the one who shared it last time in the history of the Air King, right? Yeah. But like those old dials, I'm glad that they didn't go back to something boring in the Oyster Perpetual line, and they still stuck to this SSC Bloodhound. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So. What What do you think, uh, Carl? <clears throat> so, um, 
<laughs> I have so much. To no, it's okay. Um, you know what? Uh, I think you're you're right, Kevin. Uh, I think they really got it right with this one. What about me? So, Am I right? No. But even you're though not. I said the same, even though I said the same thing, okay. So. No, you're under section. You're not right. <laughs> you said you ruined it when you said IPA. <laughs> I'm not an oligarch. <laughs> Prove it. No, I'm joking. Well, um, have you seen my boat? I don't have a yacht. <laughs> it's like no, because I'm rich because I sunk it. <laughs> what? Um, so yeah, the um, the slab side slab sided case. That's the name they they call it. Uh, Rolex, by the way. Um, it's the same yeah. ca case design they use for the GMT. Technically, right. on paper, um, I like that they add the uh, zero back on uh, 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 next to the five. It does make yep. the dial like complete, right? Uh, yeah. And also, they ditched the three six nine being in white gold, and now they're full loom. And that was full something loom. Yeah, I that, saw that. That too. was something that when I have got mine, I said I wish that's they those numbers yeah. were in loom, right? So I it's a tool watch, right? They went yeah. into that. So that I, I felt professional, exactly, right? I, yeah. I felt on this side that they listen to the people, maybe. Yeah. Right. I was like, Ooh. did you like the fact that they did that fold up in the clasp? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving yeah. giving it even more security as opposed to just being a dress yeah, clasp, right? Exactly. Um, so I understand they they went fully with the tool one, right? So for me yeah. now that mine uh even pushed my version, so the it's the same reference. I just add uh three zeros and one on the new one, I think. Um, at the end, they always do that, yeah. Right, so it's yeah, still like the, the Rolex one, one from one one four, yeah, and then the one one two four, right? Yeah. The, so, um, I like that because of that new version, it pushed mines into a even more of a weird Rolex, because yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, that was a big thing with the Air King. It was a weird Rolex. It wasn't. Yeah, people. It, it, the it, weird it wasn't fitting. Like, right? where is it? So now, where now is it, it? Yeah, now now it does as his own identity within like an, a tool watch and everything. So that's really good. So mine is even weirder <laughs> because of that. Spare <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> parts Rolex, right? Um, yeah, they probably exactly. had a lot of it's, cases it, from the Submariners, but, and they're like, yeah, let's just put the Air King in it. But you know something, Carl? The point that I think. You know, think about it. I have a Milgoss, and you know, I'm like, okay, that's like my dress Rolex. That's my dress watch. I love it uh, to wear at, at different occasions. The Air King now, I I might get it like this because this could be my sports Rolex mm -hmm. now. You know what I mean? It can do everything. It has that Submariner case. It has everything yeah. I want. The Rolex hands, which are which are their sports hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Air King never had that in the past. They go, so that's what the identity was like. It's more like an explorer, wannabe explorer. Now it fits that sports line. I might get it. Yeah. And it will be twinning, twinsies. <laughs> I'll be the retarded one. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. You'll, you'll actually be the OG. It'll be worth much more. Yeah. Because yeah. now that uh, people people will want but, that one, and that's the one that. You see, all the. Since the announcement, I, I'm going back and forth. Do, do I prefer mine? Do I prefer the new one? Like, do I ditch mine to get the well, new one? Let's go. Let's right. go try it on. That's exactly, right. exactly. And yeah. the only thing I I, I came out, I, I was looking at mine today, and you know I still have the uh, my bands from Aaron Bespoke, and I was like, I don't think the new It'll one fit. with the crown guard would fit as nice with Probably the uh, leather bands, right? I don't. I disagree. But the roll, like the the Rolex, they're gonna look great. No, I know you can put it, some it's gonna look great on leather one versus the other because of the new slab sided case, right? I think mine's a little bit more on the dressier side. I think the leather is just a bit yeah. more complementary to it. You got the alligator, I'm not saying it, right? Strap, so alligator right, exactly, is more elegant. Right? Crocodile. I think it was croc. It's a crocodile. Okay, yeah. yeah, crocodile. The more expensive so, of the reptiles. Yeah, so so for, for me, like getting the new one, if I would to get the new one, if if I can even get it, 
I, I don't think I would put it on letter like I did with the one I have right now. But that's me, right? And But I'm very, you know, I love this new Air King because it has the Samaritan case, which I love, the Mercedes hands, which I love. Yeah. It has the explored, but more fun. This might fit for the person who wanted, who misses that 39 millimeter Explorer. Mm -hmm. And now it's down to 36, can't wear it. I don't know. I think it's it's wonderful. So good job. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't make it boring. I'm glad they didn't do an oyster perpetual with a three six nine and call it yeah. a, an air king. But now, if I ask my wallet, I think that I would have preferred <laughs> them to go way off and don't have the same dial at all. So I could have been a billionaire owning a Rolex. That's so unique. Exactly. But that's not the case anymore, right? It went up in price, yeah. a, a value of two hundred dollars since it's announced. I was no, expecting but wait a minute. It to wait a minute. It has <laughs> time. It has it. Ha it hasn't hit stores yet. No, no. I want to be an overnight billionaire. That's that's the only thing I want. All right. <laughs> Are we good to move on? Let's move on. Yeah. Rolex also surprised everyone at the event with a new GMT Master II. I think that the the audience was able to get it based on the video. Very impressed. I was very caught by surprise. Rolex has now released its first production Destro case. First time we have a left-hand drive. They put it on a GMT. Is it called the Sprite? I don't know. Mount I only Dew. wish... <laughs> Mountain Dew, I've heard that as well. It's pretty cool. One thing, people are just jumping through the roof because they're like... Ugh. It's getting very negative reviews. One thing is, why did they move that fucking date and oyster and uh, 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 Cyclops to the left side of the water? Very odd. It feels very But, uh, weird. I, Looks like I it's have upside the answer down. For that. Maybe it's, it's because it's uh, for the English people who who to drive on the wrong <laughs> yeah. side of the road. Yeah, just... exactly. No, the the <laughs> the answer is easy. It's because they literally just mirrored a movement. They didn't want into an R and D and have like the have the crown on the left while keeping the date on the right. <laughs> they went into CAD. It doesn't matter. They went into CAD All and they click on yeah. mirror and everything flipped on the other side. That, and that's that's one way to look at it. <laughs> and, and that's it, right? It, I love, this is the first time as well that we're going to have three colors Bezel. without black because with for the GMT line, they've always had the Pepsi, the Batman. They always had the, the Lunette Noir, which is the regular black GMT that they discontinued. But this is mm -hmm. the first time we have three colors. You got the Pep this Sprite, the Pepsi, and, and, the, and the, excuse me, the uh, Batman. Yeah. So, So I, I think it's fun that they did a Destro case. I was really surprised to see it. I love the colorways. Weird about the date. I need to see in person. So, but I like it. Good job. They didn't just they didn't go with the Coke and they caught us all by surprise. So, what do you guys think, Dimitri? How I'm uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I like the colorways. I like the I like the green and I like the I mean like they, they always hit it on the nail right uh, with colors. But I, again, like Carl said, I'm not sure that I'm sold on the fact that they moved the date to the left side also. So for some reason, to me that looks weird. Like like the analogy that I brought about the left-handed car and right-handed car, right? Balance. It's not everything that's mirrored, right? Your, the way you your pedals are still in the same way, mm -hmm. and your and your and your uh, and your shifter, they're, they're still the same, right? However, that's right. However, this one is completely mirrored, crown. and that to me is yeah. a bit weird. Like just the date on that side, I've never seen a watch with the date on that side. So to me, it's it's. I guess you have to use you have to get used to it. And Carl, you were your watches on your right hand. Yep. The date being like towards your wrist, like on your that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But it's like this balance. Even if you look at the uh, Pelagos, the, uh, the Pelagos left hand, yeah. left hand, the date's still on the right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I love the Pelagos left hand. I would wear it on my left hand as well. On my right leg. Yeah. Because. No, because it's it's an it's a robust watch, but it's much more comfortable if you're not adjusting the crown on your yeah. wrist. 
to so, just uh, put for, it there. Yeah. For me, what do you think, Carl, of this watch? Well, I think that's as crazy as Rolex will ever like be. Right? People always expect like right. huge thing from Rolex. Doing a left end, uh, like a left end case with a different color scheme for the GMT is as far as they're gonna go uh, with a new watch for for the first time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The first time right, but like, that, that's as 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 nuts. Like that's that's them doing drugs in the boardroom, going, "Oh God, look at us!" <laughs> right? Uh, what if we did this and they turned it around? <laughs> <laughs> oh You're, fired. <laughs> You're fired. You're hired. You're hired. Now kiss me on my mouth. <laughs> but seriously, the R and D on this must have been uh, easy because all they had to do is, like you said, they just go to AutoCAD and just p- and press flip. Mirrored. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but you know what? I think people hating it is. Uh, it's a small increase of us having half a percent more chance to owning a GMT. <laughs> exactly. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> right. I own a, I own an Air King because people didn't like it when I got it. Right. That's exactly. the whole thing. Right. It was a hard sell. It was the slowest waiting list for any Rolex at the store. Literally. Yeah. Right. I got it, and like six months after that, for some reason, people except oh, for the Ch- except for the Cellini, yeah, I mean the sports watch. There's no list yeah. on that watch. It's it, it just there. Exactly. <laughs> but for some reason, after I got it, like six months after that, people just wake up, right? And my watch like right. double in value six months after I got it. Uh, right. Not saying that it's gonna be. Not saying it's it's an easy watch to get that new uh, Dextro GMT, but I'm expecting it to be a little bit less in demand than the other ones. So if we'll you see. if you ask specifically for this one, you might have a little bit more chance. That's the only thing I'm saying, right? right? Like right. it's half of a percent better chance. <laughs> so you know what? Sounds next like time, denial ne- to me, but yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but next time we'll, we'll we'll be at the Rolex store. I'm gonna ask about. You're like that. In, you're like in Dumb and Dumber. She's like, I won't have sex. I goes, I'll have sex with you in, in a million years. He goes, so, so you're saying there's, there's a chance? chance. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. All right, so let's move on on a quick soundbite on the Day Date 40 in Platinum and the Yapmaster 42 in Yellow Gold. Maybe a soundbite because of the fact that, you know, they're wonderful, but they didn't quite change too, too much. Just, uh, you know, some yeah, different iteration. I'll start on this one. I think they're... Go ahead. <clears throat> um, I think that the, like, smooth bezel being no longer uh, the discondition part, the characteristic of the Platinum Day Date, kind of go meh, right? That was a... You know, it's, yep. it was a Platinum one because, because it was a, a smooth bezel. Now right. it's fluted, so it could be any other watch. For me, it was like the only difference. So for me, just right, right. you bring the platinum more into the line of they look all the same now. You just need to know that it's a a better um, metal. And right. um, if we go for the Yatmaster, but cool, now you can have any tri- any of the trifecta of the gold. <laughs> with your, right, right, with right, your Yatmaster, exactly. right? Pretty much it's like, oh, now all three gold colors <laughs> and well i have to say rolex does precious metal really well yeah and they that's their it, bread and butter yeah. this is where they make their big money right that's why it's they kind of try to not sell all steel <laughs> right that gemstone yacht master that was just there was amazing oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but that, that yellow that, gold this Oof. is this is how they uh they make them they they make the electricity bill <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but uh yeah so yeah i just think it's a uh, meh like okay cool what's next <laughs> like next I watch. love that day date in platinum. I have to say because I really do love the Daytona in platinum that they released as well. That's the same kind of blue with the, those mm. contrasts. But I love money too. I think it's really really great. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about I, you, Dimitri? Um, what do you think I, about these watch releases? I, mean, I don't love the price, uh, but I do love the watch. I think it's absolutely beautiful. Like I really really love day date yeah. in general. I love everything mm-hmm. about this one. I love this one. It kind of almost looks like a, a presidential bracelet. If not, if I'm not wrong, yeah, uh, I love I love the look. The color of the, of the dial is is fantastic. 
I'll have, uh, and right. I think they also have, uh, introduced a new movement in there, right? Because it's a larger watch, so when you have a power yep. reserve, I think it's now uh, cost certified. So it's awesome. I love it. Very, very good. I like them as well. I agree with you. I think it's a great iteration to it. Don't like the price, like you said. Next year is going to be the big year for Rolex. We're looking at the 70th year of the Submariner. If you Google online what 70th year anniversary means, it's platinum. So expect, I'm calling it right now, a Smurf in platinum Submariner. So blue, they have the white gold one, right? But they're going to come out one in platinum. I think... Submariner, and that's going to be break-in. Also, it's the anniversary of what? The 60th anniversary of the Rolex Daytona next year. So oh, also oh. expect a big change. So I don't know. It's going to be a big... It has but, to be a big year. But you already Rolex have a big Daytona, on those. so... Right. Exactly. But we'll we'll see what, what they come out with. They always like to, when it's big years, they, they tend to do stuff with it. So I'm really looking forward to next year. They have the pressures on. This year was good for Rolex. Much better, I think, than two years ago. Uh, I think they were kind of boring. I mean, yeah. They only came out when you were like a new bracelet for the GMT Master 2 and some a few changes there, right? But I, good I, year overall on Rolex. I, I have a guess for what they're going to do for the Daytona. Go for it. They're going to go in CAD and click on mirror. I have a left-hand Daytona. <laughs> 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 that's their new trick the registers go backwards <laughs> it's a countdown it's a, that's the that's the, the new trick for uh, Rolex you're facing <laughs> you're facing facing the back case when you wear the watch the dial is on the inside it's exactly and it's not open case back uh, what's Exlora that's Rolex backwards <laughs> Exlora <laughs> anyway Dimitri what are you saying <laughs> alright there's something else that has a Moving 70 on, year so anniversary 70th anniversary, the new Breitling Navi timers, calling it new, but definitely reminiscent of the original Breitling Navi timer that really they've been, they need, I was, we were expecting them to come out with some iterations to it, step in the right direction in the last few years by, um, by George Kern, who's been running Breitling. Um, they have all those ugly Navi timers, the new ones, the Navi timer eight with these weird bezels that came out. So they kind of went back on a, on a classic here, they came out with multiple colors to them. I want to know what you guys think about him. Um, Dimitri um, or Carl, you want to go, go first? Carl. Go Carl. Okay. Go Carl. Uh, more more color the better. I always like having choices, so that's for me. That's a big plus, what right? The dark green, the silver, the copper, up in the Soviet Union. <laughs> the eyes blue and the mint green. Well, you did add choices. It was uh, different tones of gray. My choice. My choice was you either eat today or you don't eat today. Gray or dark gray. <laughs> Choose. Um, so yeah, the dark green and the mint green are really nice. I don't know why I have like yeah. a small kink right now on the green watches. Like that Destro green was cool. The, the green on on the yeah. um, Rolex is really nice. Very nice. Uh, but you know, I was looking at, at the pictures. I was looking at the specs, and you know, you go, "Ooh, Cusk certified, right? Calib uh, caliber O one from Breitling, uh, manufacturer Calib, right? Uh, seven hour power reserve." You go, "Ooh, like um, all those nice things." It's the classic look. And after that, you you look at uh, resistance, uh, water resistance, thirty meters. You go, "Ah, right." <laughs> there's a, there's so yeah. many nice specs to it. And Speed after that, you go, it's not even kick his ass. Yeah, you go, and it really is. <laughs> it really is a. And I remember I had the done the homework on pilots' yeah. watches, right? You had divers and you had chronographs. Uh, but for the pilots, you know, this was one of those, I would say, almost transition chronograph uh, pilots' watches from those old fliegers mm -hmm. into something that was a lot more functional before getting into like the Zin 240, right? Or the, yeah. you know what I mean? This was one of those different, really tool watches with that slide rule. So, 
fuck water resistance. That was not at all what they were thinking of. But I, I know, yeah, but they're, but right. they're a mere 20 meters away of space exploration. So, you know. <laughs> like, why not this? You like, know, why just, not? Just do 50. Yeah. Like, well, Grand Seiko can... Grand Seikos are giving you a hundred meters in their dress watches. Why the fuck can't you give us a right? hundred meters so, so I can go? So for me, put it on for me, NATO that would have been a, a good uh, moment. Like to seventy years, it's the edition. We're anniversary of this watch. Here, it's a little bit better in specs, right? Yeah. That, that yeah. that's just my only. I love the colors. I love I love Navy timers. I I want to own one at some point. But uh, right, the thirty meters kind of like bust my balls a little bit. <laughs> Well, I know what you mean. It's definitely disappointing. I've seen a lot of people... Look, the Audemars Piguet Royal Oak, the new one that came out, this is supposed to be a sports watch, has 50 meters of water resistance. Nonsense to me in a sports watch that... <laughs> you know. It, anyway, but only, but Grand Seiko is putting it in their, in their fucking double SBGY 007 spring drive dress watch 100 meters ago. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's nonsense to me anyway. Dimitri, what are your thoughts on these Navi um, timers? So I kind of agree with what you guys said. Uh... I really like the fact, and it's a, it's another one of those cool movements, right? Like owning, let's say, the El Primero. I think that uh, the Navitimer movement now, if you look at it, it's it's a pretty awesome movement to own. It's a 4 hertz, 70-hour, cost certified, right? Uh, you can get that watch for less than 10 grand. I think, I guess it's probably going to be the yep. smaller size because it comes with, what, in 41, 43, and 46? Uh, yeah. I love the colors. I, I really, really love the fact that there are many of them. And to be honest, they, to me, they all work. I don't, uh, there's not a single one that I don't like. I like as, they're well thought as out. As usual, mm-hmm. like I, I am the one that prefers the classy things, right? Like I don't like the, the, let's say, especially if it comes to watches that are staples or grail watches for some people, right? I'd rather they don't do too much than do more, right? Because, you know, once it's created and it becomes a legendary watch, just don't change it. Like keep it the way it is. I, I like Carl said. I also wanna own one at some point. It's amazing. I don't really care too much. I guess about the water resistance. I guess like if you're walking home drunk from a pub, don't fall into a ditch. Don't wear the watch. Right? It might get wet. But uh, <laughs> other than that, it's great. I totally love it. Which color? Which size would you prefer? Because what I was looking actually at, it's the same movement in all three different sizes, right? So because of that, right. if you look closely, the sub dials. Uh, more set apart in the bigger sized watches. Right. Which ones would you pick in terms of size? And which actually, that's the other question I was going to ask. Which, which one is the original size of the Breitling? Or they always were in three different sizes. There, yeah, I think the original one was like 46. It was very large. And that's what they were wearing um, uh, the pilots when they were when they were traveling. They needed a large right. watch that they could wear. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, on the, like the original big pilot. And so this one was like 45, right? Um, I would go with a 43 yeah, millimeter. Yeah, me too. Because I think it's it's a good size for a pilot's watch. We tried on the IWC Big Pilot 43. It's yeah. right around that size, and I think that's great for a pilot's yeah. watch. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, same for me. Thin enough, yeah. Um, the B01 Chronograph 43, I would have to say, so, uh, and maybe I'll just finish up on that because you guys given it. You're right, it's under $10,000. They took an icon. It is Breitling's most popular watch, undoubtedly. Uh, and they're giving you options for different colors. I think everyone is kind of doing that. Carla Booker released their buy compacts with a bunch of different colors. Bowman yep. Messier released a series of colors uh, for their uh, Classima edition. Uh, Zinn came out with a, a slew of colors. I ordered one, the Aquamarine, and one of the 400 and Limited, um, which you never think you get from Zinn. Everyone is kind of going that route, and I think it's fun because 
it gives people options. So if you want to go with the classic one, fine. But if you have other chronographs, maybe you want to go with a, a Navi timer to color it up. And good job for Breitling because they're normally known to have been a little bit <coughs> too butuli and boring in the past. And now they're having fun. Speaking with of Zin, did they just discover that yes. there are more colors than black and white? They're like, oh my God. <laughs> if you mix those like two... Be- because com- the company was run color. by this like colorblind <laughs> yeah, guy. for the last 200 years. <laughs> no, they actually... Yeah, all I've been watching is... Uh, or something? It's been 100? 60s? The 60s, right? Oh, 60s, 60s even. Okay, 60s, even younger. Even okay. Yeah. Yeah. So And so that is... Um, what we think about those Breitlings, but good job, Breitling. I think, you know, last year when they came out that pistachio uh, chronograph yeah. premiere, right? And we we're like, fuck, that was great. They came out with the top time colorways. This is a good example of what they should be doing. Keep doing what you're doing, Breitling. Get away from those shitty uh, colors that you, the shitty other Navi timers that you have in your collection. Moving on to what I think we were all ex- wanted to n- jump into Tudor. Tudor had a pretty nice week. A nice releases so far. I think we're going to talk about two of them that really caught our eye. We let's jump right into the Tudor Black Bay Pro GMT. So reminiscent, guys. It seems people were listening. So in 2016, I think it was the year 2016, the Black Bay 58 came out in that gilt, and then they also came out with the Black Bay GMT. The GMT was a 41 millimeter, pretty thick, 14 and a half or 15 millimeter uh, thickness for that GMT, and then you came out with this nice slimmer smaller sized Black Bay 58 diver. And a lot of people were like, why didn't you just, you know, give us a GMT in that size? And it seems that Tudor's now listened. They've come out with a 39 millimeter GMT downsized from the 41. It has this look as the Explorer 2 1655 or the Steve McQueen Rolex Explorer from the 80s. I think this is going to be hot, very long time. Very impressive release from Tudor, getting a lot of good positive attention in the media. Thoughts, guys? Let's start with you and this one, Dimitri. I absolutely love this watch. Uh, to me, this one yeah. looks lo- a lot like, let's say, a vintage-looking Rodelic Explorer. Oh, lo- sorry, Explorer 2. The 1655. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I absolutely love the fact that they managed to put a GMT movement into a 39-millimeter case. So it became instantly, to me, like a super wearable, versatile watch that you can take with you can actually go swimming with it. You can you can go to different time zones. It's it's like a perfect all around. Remember, remember one thing. Tudor has called this the Pro, and they've announced that this is a new line. Interesting. So, what are they going to come out with? New pros. You know what right, I mean? Like they're right. going to come out with a GMT Pro, a Diver Pro. So that's going to be interesting. The thickness on this one is the one that's getting a little flack. What do you think of that? What's the, what's the, you're what, like chunker thickness. Fourteen point six. It's at the fourteen. 14.6. Yeah, it's a bit of a chunker. For that size, it's a bit of a chunker. On a on a 39, yeah. so it's going to be a little bit of a of a slabby watch, but apparently it wears well is what we're you reading. You can definitely forgive that because, again, like the watch is a tiny watch in, in itself, right? Like the, the, the 39 millimeter is going to help with dealing with the, the chunkiness, but, you know, maybe that chunkiness in part is giving you the 200 meter water resistance. The mist, The other thing I wanted to mention is that at that price, you get so much. That's $4,000 for a watch. That's insane. I, I, I'm pretty sure this Listen is going to be difficult to, uh, to, to purchase. Listen up, Omega. Maybe pay attention to tutors behind you and not Rolex so much. So I think for me, <laughs> it's what a total doing. win. And I think this is going to be one of the watches that you will never see in person. You'll you'll have to order it and wait. Like the GMT, right? When it came yep. out, like just forget it. It's going to be so hot. I, forget I, it. I, I think that's... But you'll get it eventually, yeah. which is good. Yeah. Carl, what are your thoughts? <clears throat> uh, it is... Clearly inspired by the Rolex 1655 Explorer 2, right? Uh, like the yes. 
dome matte black tile, uh, satin finished steel case, matching brushed steel 24 hour bezel. It's really nice. No Cyclops. It's, it's no Cyclops. Cyclops. It's as if those two companies are related. Yeah. 200, <laughs> 200 meters water resistance. Let, let's go, right? I also yeah. like that it comes like with, as uh, Tudor always does, like on, with everything. So, like the steel bracelet, NATO style, rubber, like name it, you can get it, right? Um, first thing when I saw that watch, I was like, okay, so now Tudor is doing Rolex better than Rolex is doing Rolex. Um, for me, you know, once upon a time, I guess Rolex was the brand. It's a sport watch, right? It was a tough watch that you wear to do outdoorsy things, <laughs> right? Sports, hiking, whatever you want to do. Now Rolex, some of them are built in unobtainium. It's hard to get. They're really uh, on the higher side of the watch industry, right? So I just feel like Twitter every year is going forward and forward and taking the place that Rolex used to have that people still think they own, but they don't own anymore. So for me, that's just a huge step forward saying that Twitter is doing Rolex better than Rolex is doing Rolex. In the market, yeah. And you know, I, I have to say when I saw the release coming in the pro line and reading about the fact that they have this pro line, I go, Carl's going to love this because yes. they're going to come out with watches up your alley, the the Thule Tudor, that's great, you know, that, and maybe not the pe all brush Pelagos, but now they have this like sporty GMT with 200 meters of water resistance. God knows what's coming next. Um, I love this watch, like I said, so I'm not going to keep talking about it. I think my biggest surprise, speaking because it is the Black, again, sorry, Tudor needs to name, change the name of the company to the Black Bay Company now because everything's it's a like Hyundai company. and Genesis, <laughs> just split Genesis from Hyundai, just Black Bay and then separately. Exactly. Jesus, I mean, everything's a Black Bay, but I'm really surprised they didn't come out. I'm surprised they did not come out with a Black Bay 58 of some sort. There's a lot of people crying, saying we want a Black Bay 58, with a, with, um, which is the one I would get if they came out with a Black Bay 58 with a regular black and white dial. No guilt, you know, just a regular black dial. That would also kill. That's a really, or a green Tudor Black Bay 58. So we'll see. Maybe there's still time. <clears throat> yeah. It's little, the it's other one that's like they're gonna stop doing it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So the next one we're gonna be talking about is the Tudor Black Bay. Again, Black Bay. The GMT came out with an iteration of it, a new color scheme of the root beer. They also came out with the silver and gold chronograph upgrade as well, or you know, some changes to it. So uh, maybe I'll start with this one. We can go around the table right quick. So this one, the, the if people remember in 2016, they came out with the GMT, and people have been they have not touched it since. Uh, now they came out with a new version of this, uh, with this, what will be called the brown and black, the root beer color scheme. We're looking, uh, for those that will never be able to get a, a root beer GMT Master 2, you can get this watch, uh, which is beautiful, refined, subtle, gold wrapped. So I'm talking about, you can never, you can scratch this, you'll never rip that gold off. Um, I think this watch is, is wonderful I, I it was the one i was just so happy to see that they did with this gmt someone who wants a little two-tone this is this is really really affordable and beautiful to speak so anyway let's start with you on this one carl because you you must start last time yeah the uh the gold um chronos uh yuck <laughs> not for me <laughs> not for me uh, but that's me um yeah that I, I don't think um twitter really has it with the the chronos yet they were slowly going in the right direction with the tenor uh case and everything from the last generation but i really feel they need to go back which this one is yeah yeah, yeah, which yeah. this one is but the yeah. color scheme is at least not for me uh 
I just for me they need to do those uh, classic uh, they used to do with them right uh, as a reissue those classic like blue orange and white chronos oh yeah oh, the, that, those, but those but you know why you they can't do that because that's not in the black bay line <laughs> I know uh, for the that's, a, yeah, that's yeah. another line that's a heritage line I know I know I know but the heritage like those heritage colors were really nice um, they were really nice yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and for the root beer right uh, when I saw it I was like ooh look now with more color scheme that special edition the Speedmaster so they're just more colors right it's it's good like I said people have choices uh, but for me I've never been a big uh, root beer um, scheme fan drinker or, oh, or drinker okay. uh, even for the GMT uh, with Rolex I, for me it's my least favorite <laughs> uh, oh yeah yeah okay uh, so it'll be my least favorite I'm guessing too for uh, Twitter right Well, let's see it in person. Let's see if that changes your mind. What about you, Dimitri? What do you think about this GMT? Um, so if, I start, if I'm starting with the root beer, again, like Carl said, I'm also not a fan of root beer in general. Like, uh, you know, there's a GMT master root beer. I never was. Of all the GMT masters, I think that's the one that I like the least. Uh, but again, it's just my own personal preference. Uh, it's nice. It's a nice color scheme. I not a fan of two-tone to be honest in general also like i'm uh, sorry i'm, not, I'm right. a fan of two tones on very specific watches like let's say i, I like the day date uh they just uh two-tone uh but maybe like this uh, this no that's ugly oh yes <laughs> i'm kidding uh yeah like i like i like dressy watches two-tone but i don't know it's just maybe that particular one just doesn't you know doesn't just the color scheme doesn't really do it for me apart from that right it's the same gmt Uh, that the Tudor was producing the 41 millimeter case it's nice I like the different strap combinations I actually like the, the NATO one the most um, yep. not bracelet is awesome but it's there's too much gold for me but it's uh, my own personal preference I think it's still an excellent release uh, when it comes to the Kronos those one those ones I actually really like uh, as much as uh, I kind of see what Carl means with like the the gold and the chrono doesn't and especially the pushers are all gold right for some it could be a bit too much but I think specifically in the combo with that other Perlon strap and the uh, the Bund strap is it a Bund strap yeah it's a Bund strap uh, leather it looks awesome it's it's awesome uh, I really like it and it's a, an updated chrono right that's a I love bit it skinnier than thinner than the other ones oh, the, 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 than the previous yep. iteration so I think that one is uh, Tudor has been pretty good, and this one is also a really good release. Look, I think what kind of what kind of chronograph can you get? Gold wrapped, two tone like that. Uh, I don't see one out there at that price. Anyway, I think it's great release. More gold, the better. Have fun yeah. with it. <laughs> so I think Tudor had a good a good year. There were some other changes. They put some COSC movements and some of their other uh, and their other um, black bays, of course. <laughs> They're they're like explorer versions. Um, so uh, good year overall for Tudor, but uh, I'm looking forward to what uh, what they have in store for the for the upcoming releases. Moving on, we also have let's jump into some Grand Seiko here, which because I think they came out with some with with uh, some really great uh, changes, um, specifically around they have what's called the the um, the evolution. Uh, they had the evolution. They came out with a new one, Evolution Nine Sport. They also came out with um, some. Um, excuse me. Some they updated their chronograph, their Spring Drive chronograph, 
line. And then finally, they updated their uh, flagship diver. So two flagship watches in terms of their uh, chronograph and divers, they updated it. So let's start with the Evolution 9. So these are two spring drive GMT watches, the SBG283, which is the black dial, the SBGE285. Um, we're looking at high-intensity titanium, 41 millimeters, so they're on the smaller side, 100 meters screw down, so 100 meter water resistance, 72-hour power reserve, and in-house 9R66. Uh, what do you guys think about these very simple, straightforward, elegant GMT watches? Let's start with you, Dimitri, on these two. Um, so in terms of the watch itself, like mechanically, it's fantastic because you get the spring drive, you get a GMT. The the precision that comes with the spring drive, I think it's like plus minus, what, one, sorry, it's plus minus one second per day, 15 seconds per month uh, with a 72-hour power reserve. Uh, in terms of the looks, yeah. it has that, and I was trying to, uh, oh, they call it the mist flake. So it's a bit of a, like a grayish, let's say, flake, not really a snowflake, a darker. Right. It's like, a, uh, it's nice. Again, they always, they always hit it on the nail with their dials. But I think in general, in terms of the, the watch itself, it's not necessarily for me because I find it a little bit too chiseled. But too chiseled, I mean, right. it has too many sharp corners for me. Uh, right. So I love the, there's two versions, right? There's the, that's mist, that kind of dark grayish snowflake and then the the, the black one. They're awesome. So light gray. They're awesome watches yeah. for 9400 bucks. You get a really cool watch with an amazing movement. But uh, perhaps maybe just yeah. not for me because it's a little bit, it's a little bit bulky and a little bit too chiseled for me. It kind of makes me think of my sumo. Yep. What about you, Carl? You see, I, I like the the chiseledness of like those Grand Seikos. For me, I I'll, mm. I always make me think of like the tip of a samurai sword, like the right. like all the edges that comes to the end of the yeah. sword, right? So, like for me, it's like really Japanese. <laughs> it uh, it yeah. looks like it looks so sharp that you can cut yourself by holding the watch, right? <laughs> Pretty much, right? So I can I, I can understand why like you you it's like really like a turn off, and for me, it will be like a turn on on uh, for for those things. But it's really. Uh, uh, let, let's say it's it's uh, hit or miss depending on how, how you like your your designs. Uh, but for me, what mm -hmm. something I, I was a bit more interesting is on uh, the diver side. So uh, the diver that they had, we'll get there in a minute. We'll give we'll get to the diver in a minute. <laughs> to the GMT first, <laughs> no, because we have the chronographs as well, and I, I wanted to share my thoughts on these uh, GMTs as well. Okay, <laughs> uh, but for me, it was pretty short. I like those GMTs, but buying a GMT from Grand Seiko probably won't be those one. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they, they offer so many different GMTs that I preferred over those ones. They're really nice. I can understand why they they came out with it. Uh, I really like that the like light gray one. Um, yeah, it's the mist. The mist, like yeah, the mist. It, it's I don't know why, but I feel like I've never seen that color before on a watch. That that tone, exactly. yeah, right. And, and that's that's something that's really interesting to, for, for for me to have like wow I never really seen that tone of color somewhere actually Carl I think mm -hmm. your Horlum is the closest in the color to that no but this is a little bit more, more beige uh, though this is a gray yeah and I think this is a little bit more luster than his Horlum which is trying to be as matte as possible right yeah anyway I think we could you should wear your when we go shopping we should wear your uh, Horlum and we can go see it with these GMTs mm -hmm. 
to me, I love these these GMTs. I think it's a step kind of like what Rolex did. They took what normally is considered as one of their dress watches. One of the things they had, you know, they had BGJ, they put sapphire bezel. This one came down and kind of went into this monochromatic face. They added crown guards. The, the angles are sharp and they're made to be that way. Every angle is finished with Zeratsu polishing, finished by hand, something you'll never get by Rolex. The dial is finished by hand. The hands are finished by hand. The diamond tool tips for each one of those indices. Uh, this watch gives me, I think, uh, it's on my short list. I, could, I, I think I could see myself buying this gray one because it gives you absolutely everything you could want. You get the spring drive movement, uh, an exhibition case back, 100 meters of water resistance on bracelet, uh, and you get three-day um, three power reserve. And the watch sits comfortably at 41 millimeters, giving you that perfect daily sports watch feel instead of what they normally give you at 44 millimeters, typically from Grand Seiko. I'm a big fan of this, and I really can't wait to see it in person. I really think we're going to be surprised. Um, going on to the chronograph, so they took their... And these are very expensive, very expensive. They, they, they also came out with a GMT chronograph. One in blue, uh, which is the SB, SBGC249, the SBGC251, which is their black version with a blue uh, accent to it. Uh, you're looking at large chronograph, high-intensity titanium, 45.3 millimeters, 15.8 millimeters thick, 100-meter water resistance. So you can wear it, but this is like your everything watch. Hours, minutes, seconds, GMT, a chronograph, and a power reserve. <laughs> one of them is limited, the blue one. The black one is going to be a regular price, 12,000 US dollars and 11,000 US dollars respectively for the limited and non-limited. Ah, oh, this is their flagship. Maybe I'll start for this one. I like that they took a risk that they changed it up. They made it a little bit more subtle cuz their other ones are like these larger pushers. But this is a big chronograph and it has a lot of complications. So I don't know. I think they, I need to see it in person. I think they did nice finishing with it, with the ceramic bezel versus the steel bezel, finally. But I don't know how the ceramic bezel is going to behave with the overall look of this, the kind of shine that ceramic brings. So good thing for Grand Seiko to have done this. I'm not sure about this release. What do you guys think? Um, it's a flagship, like you said. It's a huge watch, right? Yeah, it's, it's what, 46 millimeters? 45.3 millimeters and almost 16 millimeters thick. That's right. It's a monster, right? Yeah. Mechanically, it's yep. amazing. Like, it, it, there's no there's no, yeah. there's no, no argument here, right? Uh, and I think uh, mm -hmm. something interesting I noticed it's that it's the spring drive 9R96 that's adjusted to 0.5 seconds per day. So it's, it's actually yeah. 10 seconds per month. So it's even better than the standard spring drive movements. That's uh, right. That's why it's more expensive. It's a different it's, movement, yeah. It's... It's it it, it kind of goes with the with the traditions of uh, some uh, uh, Grand Seiko's being like super chiseled. We've seen those designs before. It's a cool watch, maybe not for me. Again, it's a size probably that doesn't really work for me. Uh, but I really love what they're doing. I like to see it because I think sometimes Grand Seiko's, if we saw it with the divers, they they have big sizes, but they tend to wear better than we always right. think, right? We're like, okay, it's not as big as I thought. So let's go. I, I'm interested it's to a, see it's it. It's a fair point because yeah, when sure. I, when I, before I bought my Sumo, which is 44 point something millimeters, right? I saw it in person. I, I, I put it on. I'm like, oh, well, because of the super short lugs, it doesn't really feel huge. It was fine. Uh, but the yeah. thickness, thickness, the way it angles too. Yeah. Yeah. So, Carl, what are your thoughts on this one? so busy there's so much on that watch yeah. everything watch well, so for me it's like it, it's a third 
it's a turn off, and after that, the size, right? They do tend to wear yeah. a bit smaller because they the way that the lugs are on those uh, on Grand Seikos. Uh, but for me, that that uh, it's the the dial is too busy. There's too much information, and like because there's so much stuff that the Grand Seiko logo is kind of like at eleven on the side. For for me, it's just not for me, right? Like for example, a nice busy dial is um, Navi timer. Right with all the yes. rules and everything, but this one I just feel that they just tried to cram everything on it. Uh, yes, the, yeah. the the shorter pushers are really good. Uh, they're going in the right direction with this one. We'll remember the right. last one with the like shotgun shells pushers, like gold. Yeah, exactly. That was insane <laughs> for uh, twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, and it's ex- it, it's an expensive Grand Seiko. Would I ever consider this yeah. one for that watch for that amount of money? Probably not. You give me that. No, like I could surely say no. <laughs> that like that you give me that bulk of cash and go buy a watch, that won't be on the list. Um right. but I can see that as an aim for a Grand Seiko fanboy, right? There you go. So I think it does have its place in their lineup. Not for me. Yep. So moving on to the new flagship diver their sbga 229 they came out now with the new slga 015 a lot of people are hoping for a smaller case this one comes in a 43.8 millimeters in diameter 13.8 millimeters so for, for Think, 44 and 14 <laughs> 44 and 14 you know but the 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 camber of the evolution 9 case design with uh, that they put into um that they that they did in these new in these new watches really changes apparently how it sits on your wrist. So anyway, this this new di- this new diver comes out, they changed the 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 way that the the dial looks so you have this like new wavy textured black dial, the the violent tides they call it caused by the black stream. So you also have a scratch resistant black ceramic timing bezel which is something they didn't have. And uh, while the Evolution 9 seems to be where this brand is going, uh, this watch is the only model to use their latest gen caliber, the 9RA5, which offers five days of power reserve. Five days. So that's two more days than your standard spring drive. And it utilizes a different architecture and finishing style with a full bridge with diamond cut bevels, hairline brush surface, uh, solid case back. Uh, so anyway, it's what do you guys think about this one? I, I love it because I do love their divers. If this watch was in a 41 millimeter or even 42, I would put it on my short list, absolutely. Um, As my only diver. I'm really impressed with this watch. I feel that they're going in the right direction once again. Yeah. You're right, at 44 and 14 is, it's pretty big, but I would love to try it on, right? Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Grand Seikos are huge watches, but they tend to wear a bit smaller than what they are, especially this one with the whole black uh, scheme on it. I'm pretty sure it was a bit smaller than that 44. <clears throat> I don't think it'll fit that different than your Pelagos. Exactly. That's what I was thinking too. You know? Yeah. yeah I'm not sure it would fit that much. And the feeling to it, the titanium, I don't think so. Um, but Spring drive, five days. <sighs> like 0.5 second a day is pretty neat too with that movement. Yeah. It's 10 seconds a month. And that brush and polished titanium. Oh man, Grand Seikos are really doing their finishing oh, nice, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and that dial, it really does look like, you know, dark water, black water. When it, when it the sun just goes out and you look at, at the lake or something, there's a lot of waves. The dial looks exactly like it. It's nuts. And I feel like the old, the old, um, 
the old versions of this watch, they were like, well, this is kind of trying to look like a Submariner, right? I feel like they're going in another direction yeah. and they're improving it. Yeah, and the the minute end going all the way to the edge of the case, uh, the dial. Oh yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, that's a big plus for me. Like that's that's with a purpose, right? There's a lot of watch companies or um, like like uh, I would say criminal of doing really short ends on tool watches. <laughs> on a diver yeah right? this, a diver is all about the minutes yeah. exactly right so it that adds to reach all the way to the side of the, like uh, the dial so and they and they went and they did it yeah. right so for me it's a big 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 plus the spring drive uh, power Fantastic. reserve it's hit or miss depends on uh, who you ask right I understand why why it's there uh, would I take without it probably yeah but it's I think it's the um, it's the fuck you I, 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 get I, it. Yeah, yeah. I know I know I, I, I know why I just you know if I could get without right. probably but for me, as a like a grill diver, it's on my list for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Yeah. Dimitri, what do you think? Um I was I like the I like the diver that we saw at our AD. I I'm, I'm yeah, very same. Is it the same is it the same size though? Yeah, the the one is forty four. This is actually a little, a little bit smaller. smaller. It's still kind of well. I mean, like like yeah. just like the sumo, right? It, it's it, the short lugs. It's gonna f- it's gonna f- wear nicer. It's gonna wear smaller. Uh, the like I love the watch, right? And it's it's the same thing as you know the night the the spring drive in it is amazing. Um, the 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 design is amazing. There's two things that I kind of uh, don't like too much. Is that I really I'm really not sold right. on that fat hour hand. And also the shortness of the crown. Right. I feel like it's just I feel right, like right. it's a little bit too short for me. But the rest in terms of design is beautiful. I, I absolutely love this watch. Awesome. Look, Grand Seiko is just the finish they do is bar none. It's really impressive. Going down to something a little bit more affordable here, Oris Pro Pilot X with solid dials. I think what's so interesting about this watch is that Oris came out with a concept the pro pilot concept that was a $10,000 watch that they had. And what they did was they took this watch, they came out, they listened. Um, they gave it a new stealthy look, new colorways, solid dials, and they shoved in their caliber 400, the five day power reserve movement. This watch comes in at 39 millimeters uh, 11 meter, 0.8 millimeters thick, 47 millimeters lug to lug. <laughs> this watch has the their best in-house caliber. Three colors, a blue, a salmon, and a, like this, I don't even know what to call it, like this monochromatic like gray. Um, the expo- like uh, an exposed case back, three to five seconds a day in timekeeping. A beautiful bracelet. A lot of people wanted this. And uh, it's it's a watch that's coming out at forty three hundred bucks US for with a ten year warranty. <laughs> five, five and a half Canadian. And, and yeah, and the last thing I wanted to say, which is why I love this release so much, fuck, it's not a reissue of anything. It's a modern looking pilot's watch, you know, with those angles. It looks like a Dimitri will know the worst because he he works in airplanes. He used to like clean them outside. There was clean like toilets. this, like uh, like turb turb exactly turbides and uh, whatever that the way that the the bezel is cut. It has like it looks like a, it's supposed to look like one of these things, and so is the crown. It's supposed to look like a I don't even know what you call it, but I don't know. Not a propeller. The turbine flaps. Uh, oh, not the flaps. Turbine. No, no, ma- I don't a, know. 
You know what yeah, I'm saying, yeah, yeah. Dimitri, right? Oh my God. Now it's going to be in my yeah. head. Okay, I'm going to look it up and I'm going to say it. I'm going to tell it to you in five minutes. Forgot. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah given your blades, you're right. they're called I, blades. They're called, they're called turbine blades that uh, you put on the turbine. The turbine, well, the blades, yeah. right? You're talking so about they, that, that, that are on the turbine. I guess okay. so. That thing that's spinning. <laughs> but look at the look at the yeah. Look at the look at the the outside, the bezel of the watch and look at the crown. That's what I'm trying to say. There's a, there's a, a way it's etched to make it look like um, yes, it is. Here, I, I even know. It, and you know what they do? Uh, and actually, you're referring to the turbines. You know what they they paint? They paint. They they, they put markings on the propellers. Right, sometimes on airplanes, yeah. so that they see when it's rotating. It's only for that, right? So they only they can see yeah. when the actual propeller is yeah. rotating because it's going so fast. You, you don't even know if it's rotating or not. Um, so it right. kind of almost looks like the bezel is moving, right, as if it's rotating. So they're kind of like all uh, angled on one side, angled at one side, right? Exactly. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So does that touch? It's a modern looking, not a thing, re- not a reissue, not a vintage looking watch. I think this watch is awesome. I really just love. I love the bracelet. I love the movement. I love that they went with different colors, and I love what they some went something modern. What do you guys um, think? I'll go first. Yes, I love this watch. Like I, I to me when I saw it, I thought this was probably one of the best releases for me. Of Watches and wonders. Why? Because I, I love Oris. I love that caliber four hundred that they finally put in this watch. Man, this this caliber is insane. It's almost like one of the coolest calibers yeah. you can find in any watch, right? The what is it? The five house. house five day, five days, it, ten year dude, warranty. <laughs> it's it's insane. I'm just going through the stats. So it's a hundred meter water resistance watch, titanium, ten year warranty, thirty nine millimeters with the caliber four hundred. Yeah. Uh, the, the to me to me the, the the that blue is like the most beautiful one. Like I would, I actually want to buy that. All of that for under 4000 Swiss francs. What the hell? And it has the it has the the bracelet clasp. Look at the bracelet. The clasp to open it is like a seat belt in an open case back. Clasp to open. Yeah, an exposed case like, back. But there's like a seat belt thing to open their strap. I've seen it on their on their other pro pilots. This is a really good modern absolutely. looking I actually, pilot's watch. Absolutely. I'm Sharp. actually putting this on my list. The blue one is fucking awesome. Wake up Omega. That's what beautiful. the fuck are you doing? Like you, exactly. you're se- you, you're selling a Speedmaster for double the price with like half the features, <laughs> because accidentally somebody was on the moon at one point. <laughs> exactly. Carl, what do you think about this watch? Uh, I think you guys were both right. I think it's an home run for Aris. I love that's a it's a new design. It's well done. Oh, well done. There's like yeah. I I look at it. I try to find something I don't like about it. I can't. Right, they just and 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 it doesn't look like exactly, anything else right? out there. That's what's and, great. And right? I I love that pink reddish dial as well. Like it's a, cool. Oh, I, it's, it's so cool. cool. I agree. It's, it's like so a cool. beach. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. it's it's really really nice. But yeah, like Ohm Run, yeah. thirty nine millimeters, titanium, beast of a movement. Uh, those two colors or three colors is like a blue, pinkish, and that kind of a dark gray. Oh. Oh yeah, like a totally oh, monochromatic watch. Oh, eh? That's like, oh, like I think all this of might them. be a surprise of purchase for me and, this year and, and, because. Uh, oh you know, man, yeah, it's oh, so yeah, much watch. Yeah. And it's something I like too. It and people people listen because sorry they they came out with that pro pilot concept. You could find it. it's like it's open dial with all the movement. And there was a lot of feedback saying, "Why don't you guys make a production run of this?" And this is yeah. their response. And I I like that you know that that movement is a big movement. So when you look at the pictures, the open case back takes 
most of the watches, right? Oh yeah. So so yeah. Some watches the like uh, open case back is like half of the diameter. It's like so small, right? But this yeah. one is like almost right. the edge. Uh, like it, the open case back is almost as big as the dial up front. So and it's a good point, Carl, because like Very especially good. if you look at like a let's say a, a cheaper watches that use a Etat two eight two four, sometimes they put an exhibition case back, but it's like a forty five millimeter watch, right? So most of the exhibition case is just the metal that goes around, yeah. and yeah. then the small small movement in the middle. But I yeah. completely agree with you. This, this looks <laughs> it's fantastic. like a twenty five cent uh, size movement, but yeah. you know what? That for me too, I think it's on my list. This one, but me, I would go with the the pink, the peach style. Let's call it. Oh my God! I'll get the gray yeah, one. We'll all get the <laughs> same watch. Brothers. I'm serious. Let, well, you know what? Let's at least go see them in person. I think and that's watch. a great fucking watch. Can you stop making mistakes? All right, guys. So I think we're running out of time. How about we go around and give ourselves because we're we're running out of time here. What? Why don't we give ourselves our favorite release? Which brand impressed and disappointed you most? So let's start with our favorite release, and then we'll go to brand. And so we'll start with release. Who was your favorite release, Carl? I. It's going to be two things, soundbite for both. Uh, has to go with the Oris we were just talking about, the ProPilot X or 10, should I say? I don't know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think they say X. And yeah, I think and, so. and uh, the Air King, uh, God damn it, they did it right. Yeah, they did it right. They listened to the people and they did it right. They went in the right direction with their Absolutely. product. <laughs> Let's go, yeah. Rolex. Uh, so it doesn't matter. Dimitri. What was your favorite Oof, release? Man, it's going to be a tie, honestly, between the ProPilot X because I absolutely love this watch and I, I think it's for me and the GMT uh, Pro from Tudor. I think that, right. that, that one was an absolutely. absolute killer. Like mechanically, visually, it's, the, the wearability, those two watches are just, to me, they're perfect. Um, and absolutely. in terms of the ones that I don't like, let's say, uh, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, we'll go around. We'll do one at a time. So my, I would Fine. say my favorite release uh, was a short. Again, I love the Black Bay uh, GMT root beer. I really like that color scheme. It's I've always liked the root beer. Uh, I know I'm never going to be able to get a Rolex version of it. I'll never pay $50,000 for a GMT. At that price, I'll start looking at like, you know, FP Jour. <laughs> Maybe, you know, I would get something like that or I get it to, to, to the... the I don't know if I would pay that much for a Rolex in precious metal. No, um, uh, that. But I have to say that I think my favorite release was the Grand Seiko Evolution Nine, the GMT. So I would have to say it's the SBG two eight five. So that spring drive. I love the angles to this. I really, really love Grand Seiko these days, and I think that that was just a home run. It's gonna be under the radar, and I cannot wait to see them in person. So, which brand? impressed us the most this year in the releases what do you guys think Tudor and Oris Tudor and Oris yeah yeah I agree I was expecting a lot from uh, Tudor uh, uh, yeah. yeah I've I think that um, I think Rolex impressed me the most because they surprised us both no one's like oh yeah I get it I the Destro case totally off the radar and like i was i was you know gushing over the air king because i was like fuck i was sure they were going to go to some blue dial oyster perpetual and they went all in on the sports line of the of the air king i was like yes well done i did not no one expected that and it was a pleasant surprise yeah now which uh disappointed which brand disappointed you most um I have to go with Rolex because of the Air King. 
Yes, yes, it was my favorite, <laughs> and it's also a disappointment. <laughs> because uh, you can never get it because yeah. it's gonna be so popular. <laughs> no, I think it was my favorite because they did it right. I think I'm a little bit disappointed because I would maybe prefer them to change it drastically to something else. I, I love my Air King to be a bit different. Now it's different, but not as much. Also, they created a feeling that now I might have to change my Air King. and You have to change it. Ah, you just get one for the other. I, I know, fine. I know. But still, I'm like right now, I don't know if that feeling is going to go away, right? Just time will tell. But like right now, I'm like, do I sell right. mine? Do I go get this one? Or like, do I go ask them for it? And maybe I'll get it. And like after that, I have both and decide or like, I don't know. Right. So right now, I'm like kind of disappointed in right. them because they created that for me. <laughs> So if if they could have went for something that's like totally different, that would even not even be in, in a, a question. But now I I have to ask Master. Yeah. But they made every they made everyone who owns a Tiffany Blue Oyster Perpetual yeah. really rich. <laughs> <laughs> Just continuing that, I'm like, yeah. oh my rich god, bitch. people are like, oh yeah. yeah. Dimitri, who disappointed Honestly, you most? Uh, the one that disappointed me so far the most is probably GLC. Because they're not yeah. even on the list. We haven't even talked about any watches. Why? Because they've only made what two watches, and they're like very haute couture. Like Dimitri, Dimitri. I don't know if you got my notes, but I had the same one. I go. When did Jaja Lecoud become FP Jord? All they did was celestial yeah. complications. They came out with a master hybrid artistica exactly. caliber nine four five. This thing's fucking insane. They came out with a master grand tradition caliber nine four eight, which is wonderful. These watches are works sure, of art. Agreed, but that's exactly what it is. It's, it's a it's a work of art that you can see if you go to the Met, right, in New York. The only model, the only model they came out that's accessible, it seems, to people to wear on a daily basis is their new Polaris Perpetual Calendar for $37,000. And, and I'm disappointed <laughs> for the second year in a row because last year they made the ultra grand complication of a reverso. And this year they did the same exactly, thing. Exactly. Like unobtainable. Which had nine examples. I'm not, I'm not an oligarch. <laughs> I'm not able to procure this one. What, <laughs> what happened? And what happened to making some nice memo boxes or some... some Bring God, back, bring really, back really the sector sad. dials, right? On the, the they're yeah. beautiful watches, and they did or yeah, something or, new, but sure, or something new. But it's been two years in a row. We haven't really seen many much of uh, much of an update from them. Nope, they had a good update, and I don't know when they became a um, a high horology. Uh, I wonder if brand. that's anyway. If that's a reflection on maybe poor sales, if something was going on incorrect, wrong in the company. <laughs> I don't know because they're. I don't know. But IWC is another Richmond brand that's around the same level and they're doing wonderful things. Yeah. They came out with those ceramic Top Gun pilot yeah. watches. Yeah, really one nice. quick thing I was going to say, we didn't talk about it and just a quick soundbite, is that uh, Cartier showed everybody that they're really an amazing jewelry company. Like, they have oh, made yeah. some amazingly beautiful pieces. Just unreal. Yeah. Like, you, it's, <laughs> it's hard to look away how beautiful those watches are. And I actually haven't even looked at what's inside, right? To kind of... It's a testament yeah, exactly. to like they are probably one of the greatest jewelry companies in the world, also apart from a, a watch company. But I think that the brand is really killing it as a jewelry company in watchmaking is Bulgari. Oh wow! I mean, what the f is this? They came out with a minute repeater before the show. They come out with a, the thinnest chronograph. They're just what is that? The thing you send Carl was like Bulgari breaking records. It's just yeah. like. <laughs> 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 Stop, stop, stop. Like the same Pride Ryan stop? Bulgari's like, stop, stop. My God. 
Yeah, because they're just like, oh yeah, they're just uh, juries, but like everything, they're repeating Dude, minute, they're re- releasing you, minute repeaters. You Good can't Lord. make a watch thinner than one point eight millimeters. I think that's not going to be a watch. It's going to be a feather. Like no, but it, it's something that you will bend, but it's immediately. <laughs> But it's not only the the, the octofinissimo. They're releasing like minute repeaters in their octolide. Yeah, they're yeah, releasing but, but, like these crazy complicated. Diva, it, it cannot bend if it snapped like a potato chip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously, you're right. Crack like a glue stick. So that was our episode this week. Thank you for joining us. We hope you had a good time. We know it's difficult out there, so be good to each other, guys. And we will see you next Ciao week. Bye bye. So if you enjoyed this episode, please reach out to us on Big Black Clock Official on Instagram or email us at bigblackclockteam at gmail.com. Send us your pictures, corrections, ideas, insults, and let us know if there are any pieces you want us to review. With, of course, the caveat that we can afford them. As always, be good to each other, eat good food, have some drinks. For those of you always watch shopping, happy hunting. Thanks for spending time with us, and we will see you next week.